Welcome to the Lab Rats Podcast. You are now entering the maze. So have you spent much time on Clubhouse lately? <laughs> I I spent a little bit on when I first got it. Like, I don't know when it was. We got on like a week and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, thanks to uh, Tristan Patrick. who. Uh, yeah, thanks for the invite. He's going to be a guest here soon. Um, yeah, so you've kind of just tinkered around. Yeah, nothing too, uh, nothing too bizarre yet. Um, just been in a few rooms, and it's, I don't know. I you, you can take over. I, I don't. I don't really have anything to speak to. Sorry. It's uh, it's it's a weird place. It, yeah. It's strange. Um, I I've heard more so third party stories that are bizarre. I haven't personally experienced anything like too crazy yet, but I, I have heard a lot of third party stories of like just strange happenings in, in the rooms. Yeah. So if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's like a new social media app only on iPhone, invite only. And they say it's like live podcasting. You basically go in these rooms and it's just audio and a bunch of random people are talking about a given topic. And you like assign speakers. Some people are just observing. And there are a lot of celebrities on there like or, or podcasters, I guess, like Lex Friedman is on there, Eric Weinstein, um, and there's different like communities and clubs you can join. So I've kind of just been tinkering. It's a lot of entrepreneurs and tech people, creators, but just like strange stuff. Like there was like one lady's bio she described and I, you read their bios and I have no idea what they're talking about. Like one mm-hmm. lady's bio was Queen Dragon Slayer. And, and I, don't, I, I don't know what that means. And there's a lot of people <laughs> like that. There's just like the, these the bios are weird. Like people like write these extensive bios. It's not like something you'd see on like Facebook or Instagram. Like people, I don't even know. It's, it's just, it's, it's a different kind of group of people on there. It, it really is. Um, they're very obscure topics. They're like, I yeah. don't know. What do they even mean half the time? Like there was one, it was just called quantum wealth, money, spirituality, and sexual magnetism. <laughs> And there, there was like a lot of people in that room and I, you, you join in on these conversations and I literally have no clue what they're talking about. Yeah. This one, this is probably the most bizarre one. Uh, I went in, it was called talk to animals and I went in the room and everyone's profile talking is an animal and they're all talking as if they're animals. What? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like they were like, they we're like role playing as an animal yeah, essentially. Yeah. So there was like an ostrich, there was a uh an owl and she was talking about how you what know she likes heck? worms. There's a couple of cats in there. A couple of dogs. So like their their profile picture w- were these animals. Yep. Yep. And they didn't br- like wow. break character. They were just like having like a, a legitimate conversation about being an animal. What the heck? That it's is just, weird. You get in these rooms and it's like Something just feels off. I, yeah, I, I, I like I feel I feel weird when I go in the rooms and listen like I don't I feel like I should not be here. I don't know yeah, what it yeah. is. It's this like eerie feeling like I, I don't I shouldn't be in this room. Right. It's like you're listening in on this like secret private conversation. Yeah. About who knows what. And yeah. but there's like a lot of people there and they're like talking about this really obscure topic. I, mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, if if you're on there, uh, connect with us. We may do some live podcasts on there. Like, I would like to see a 
kind of a wellness community, you know, on there. But uh, yeah, I think it's still trying to figure out what it is, like how it's to be used. Like it, it's right. fairly, I, I think it started in like July of 2020, but it's really mm -hmm. picked up. I think like Elon was on it a couple of weeks ago and he's going to be on again soon. And like really when he got on, I think he talked to, oh, he, he talked to somebody or like Zuck was on there and Bezos, mm -hmm. they were all on there recently. And then it kind of blew up and more people are wanting to join. But I, I, I just think it's still trying to like figure out what it is. So like, right. and we're trying to figure out like, is this something where we could maybe, uh, yeah, hold live podcasts? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, if you're on there, connect with us. Uh, Andy, Andy Craft and Aaron Craft were on there separately. So yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what comes of it. All right, let's get into it. All right. So we're talking about breathing, um, basically as, as basic of a health thing as you can get. Um, but it's not going to be boring. No, I, okay. To be honest, like I was, I was not too excited for this topic at first. Like I've heard a lot about, so nasal breathing is specifically what we're talking about. And I've heard a lot about nasal breathing recently. And it's honestly never interest me, interested me too much. And even when I started researching it, I was like, what, what, this doesn't make sense. Like I, I breathe through my nose. Um, I don't think about it. Like what's the big deal, but like the more I, I, I read up on it, the more interesting it was and just like how fascinating the function of, of nasal breathing is like, it was very interesting. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into it. We're basically just going to talk about like the benefits of nasal breathing and why that is superior to breathing through our mouth. Yeah. And if, if you've ever done, like, if you want to learn more about breathing, like, look, I, th I think this is going to be an interesting episode. Like Aaron said, I wasn't really, I didn't really know much about breathing before going into this, but it's actually is fascinating. The, the huge biological differences between breathing through your mouth and breathing through your nose yeah. and some people that like popularized it. If you do want to go like do some more reading, Constantine Buteco, I think was his name. He was kind of, uh, I think he was a scientist back in the 1960s that did a lot of work in breath work. Patrick McKeown, he's the author of the book, The Oxygen Advantage. And I think he works a lot with like runners and athletes on nasal breathing. And then the most recent guy that kind of popularized breath work was James Nestor. He's the author mm -hmm. of the book Breath, I think, which came out in 2020, 2019, maybe. He was on Rogan and he's got a lot of breathing exercises in his book. But those are some some of the big names in uh, in nasal breathing. So, yeah, and there, there's been some uh, TED talks on this, too, as well, which are, are fairly interesting. So you can just Google those mm -hmm. if you want to learn a little bit more. But um, but just a little you know, brief lesson here, science lesson, just to give a, a overview before diving in is is like what, what we breathe. So like we breathe in oxygen, the, the just the air around us is made of 78 percent nitrogen, 21 percent oxygen and then um, 1 percent argon. 0.1% other gases. And we breathe in oxygen. Um, so oxygen, it's also read as O2, um, two, two oxygen molecules together, like oxygen, the element by itself is just O and then oxygen gas, which is what we breathe is O2. So we'll be using oxygen and O2 interchangeably throughout this, but basically, um, in both o oxygen and O2, we're, we're referring to oxygen gas that we breathe in. So when we breathe in oxygen, we can either breathe it in through our nose or through our mouth. When we do this, it, it goes obviously to the lungs. And when it hits the lungs, the oxygen is exchanged for CO2. So we breathe out the CO2, uh, carbon dioxide, one carbon, two oxygen molecules, 
we breathe that out as waste. So the O2 that just entered the lungs then enters the bloodstream via the lungs, which then obviously spreads through the heart, through the rest of the body. Um, so, so we have oxygen present in our blood. It runs throughout our body, in our blood. So we want that. Like we need our, our blood needs to be oxygenated. And that's the basic function. We, we breathe in oxygen. We breathe out CO2. Yeah. And, and one of the interesting things is when you hold your breath, I mean, maybe this is common knowledge, but I learned this semi-recently is when you hold your breath, uh, and you feel the need to breathe, that's actually the urge to purge CO2, not the urge to, to take mm. in more oxygen. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like if, if we get oxygen through nasal breathing and through mouth breathing, breathing, then like why, what's, what's the big deal of doing one over the other? Well, there, there are multiple benefits. Um, and we'll basically make the case here why our, our nose was made to breathe. Our mouth is kind of a backup. It, it wasn't designed to, to be the primary breathing mechanism. Yeah. Our, our mouth is made for chewing, eating, and talking that that's yeah. its primary function. It's a backup for, for breathing. Our nose is our body's primary breathing mechanism. So today we're going to dig into, um, basically like why this is so important, how nasal breathing can help perform better in fitness, improve your heart health, strengthen immune system, improve your sleep, and, uh, surprisingly even improve your sex life. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't heard about that one. So interested to hear what you had to say. <laughs> so the first one here is we're going to basically talk about, I think we have like seven or eight benefits of, of nasal breathing or mouth breathing. The first one is that you actually uh, get more oxygen through breathing through your nose. And it's kind of, um, you think the exact opposite because when you take a, if you just like tell yourself, like take a breath of, take a deep breath, most people are going to do that through their mouth. When they take a deep breath, they're not going to do it through their nose because you, you think and you feel that you get more oxygen when you do it through your mouth. Um, actually that's, it's, it's not true. We get we absorb more oxygen through our nose. So when you exhale through your nose compared to your mouth, it, it builds up a back pressure, um, in your lungs because you can't exhale as much or as quickly through your nose as you can through your mouth, there's this pressure in your body and it's slowly released. And what that does is it, it requires that ox that oxygen that you just breathed in. It's sitting there in the lungs and it, there's pressure. And when you breathe out through your mouth, it is released extremely quickly. And it, it does not allow that exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide to happen. Whereas when you breathe through your nose, it reduces um, resistance by up to 50%, meaning you're breathing out 50% slower, giving your lungs more time to make that oxygen carbon dioxide exchange. So when you are breathing out through your nose, it sits in there in your lungs for a lot longer period of time, meaning your lungs absorb more oxygen when you do, when you breathe through your nose versus through your mouth. That's the basics of it. And how that really is important is when it comes to uh, endurance sports, when it comes to working out, I mean, just day-to-day -day activities, but specifically a lot of athletes are kind of catching on to this and how important it is. There's been numerous studies on this. I think one dating back to the seventies where they determined that 
10 to 20% more oxygen is absorbed by the body when you're using nasal breathing versus mouth breathing. A more recent study looked at runners specifically. This is a, a fa fairly small study, but it's probably the most commonly quoted one. It was 10 runners where they compared mouth breathing and nasal breathing, breathing for a six month period. Um, and they found uh, two interesting things. One, their respiratory rate decreased, meaning how often they breathe. So through their mouth, they are breathing 49 times a minute. And through their nose, they are breathing 39 times per minute. So they're exerting, they're breathing less, exerting less energy when breathing through their nose. Um, but the oxygen consumption remained the same in both cases. So essentially these runners were, were more efficient with their breathing. They were breathing 39 times a minute versus 49 times per minute, and they were still intaking the same amount of, of oxygen. So they're essentially more efficient with their breathing. Uh, I also came across just an interesting article here for any CrossFit fans out there, James Newberry or Newbury. He is a, I believe an Australian athlete. And I think he did very well in the 2020 CrossFit games. Uh, but he also does like Ironmans and he recently did an Ironman only breathing through his nose for the wow. running and biking portion, obviously what not a beast swimming portion, but yeah. So I found that to be interesting. I'm sure he does the same thing when he's doing CrossFit. So, um, yeah, big athletes are doing this. Yeah. But it takes time to build up. It's not something like if you immediately go to nose breathing, you're going to feel like you have all this extra fuel to do your workout. Like, because you, your body has to get used to the CO2 buildup. Yeah. And so when you breathe through your nose, you're letting out less CO2, but that urge to breathe is, uh, is, is from CO2 buildup. So that takes time. You, you have to get used to that, but eventually, eventually you do, and then you can perform better and actually get the advantage of that, uh, that more efficient breathing. Yeah, we'll talk about our like we we tested this. Um, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but yeah, right off the bat, it's gonna feel hard. It, it it does take time to adapt if you're not used to breathing through your nose, particularly during uh, high intensive workouts. Yeah. Uh, so a second one, kind of related to that, is nasal breathing increases nitric oxide production. Uh, nitric oxide has been um, pretty popular, like since the nineties, it was named as molecule of the year in 1992, 1998, three scientists were given a Nobel prize for their discovery and how nitric oxide uh, impacts the cardiovascular system. So nitric oxide is a, is a vasodilator, meaning it allows your blood vessels to relax and widen, uh, allowing increased blood flow and uh, reducing blood pressure. This is why it's like so important for cardiovascular health. There has actually been studies where they found that those with high blood pressure have lower levels of nitric oxide, and in some cases, a reduced ability to absorb nitric oxide. So there are other several functions that it plays in our body. It's, it's very important uh, for brain health, immune system function, um, athletic performance, and interestingly enough, sexual arousal. So nitric oxide is actually a major molecule utilized in producing an erection and, uh -huh. and actually just blood flow to, to genitalia for, uh, for men and women. And it's actually the included in a lot of the, uh, the ED medications, the erectile dysfunction medications so like Viagra helps stimulate ni nitric oxide. Hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So uh, breathe so through your nose. Right there. People have uh, plenty of reason now to start breathing through your nose. Yeah. I mean, we okay, could end this episode, episode right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's very, it's like one of the most important molecules in our body. So you can actually increase your production, your nitric oxide production from foods you eat. It's not in foods, but it helps. There are certain foods, mostly vegetables that increase nitric oxide production. But interestingly enough, so does nasal breathing. So how it works is we produce nitric oxide in our sinuses. And when we breathe through our nose, the airflow picks up that nitric oxide through our sinuses delivers it to our lungs, and then it's distributed throughout the rest of the body. And studies have shown that consistent nasal breathing increases nitric oxide, uh, which helps widen blood vessels, which lowers blood pressure, and, and overall helps increase oxygen uptake. So I think it just goes to show, like we were made to breathe through our nose. There's a reason our sinuses produce nitric oxide, and when we breathe it in, it's distributed through the rest of our body. It's because that's how our bodies were made. We're supposed to breathe through our nose. Yeah, the, the nasal cavities, which kind of goes into my next one here, um, the nasal cav cavities are complex, and there's a lot of different um, routes in there, a lot going on. It's not like when you breathe through your mouth, the air goes straight to your throat, to your lungs. When you go breathe through your nose, it has to go through all these different pass passageways just before it gets to the throat, then to your lungs. So it, in, there's an, an important, uh, many important things that go on when it goes through these nasal passageways. One of those being is that it regulates the temperature of the air. That way, when you are in extreme temperatures, like extreme cold and extreme heat, you're not getting these hot temperatures or cold temperatures in your throat and lungs. That's why if you've ever like been in a sauna before, if you've ever been in like, it's like zero degrees out right now where I'm at. So if you've ever been in like those temperatures and you breathe through your nose, it, it you don't get that um, that uncomfortable sensation in your throat or in your lungs. Now, if you were to take a deep breath through your mouth, your, your throat will burn and eventually your lungs are going to start burning. So that's another function of the nasal passageways. They, they regulate the air before getting to your throat and lungs. Now, if you've ever, again, this relates to working out because a lot of people who run out in the cold, if you've done that before, you probably had an uncomfortable throat and after your run, you kept coughing and in the CrossFit community, we call it a Fran cough, but th that's when you get basically irritation in the throat and in the lungs from cold uh, temperatures. If you do a workout though, where you only breathe through your nose, you will not experience that one bit. And I actually uh, inadvertently tested this because I did not even like put two and two together until researching this episode, but I work out, like I mentioned before in my garage, it's literally, I worked out in legit like zero degree weather this past Sunday and I was breathing strictly through my nose and I had zero discomfort whatsoever in my throat, zero discomfort in my chest, no coughing or anything like that. But when I switched to mouth breathing, I felt that discomfort. Mm. So I had a bad experience with cold weather and sinus breathing. I'll get to when we talk about the experience. <laughs> Okay. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heats, so yeah, it heats the air before it gets to your lungs. Right. Or cools it down. Yeah. Another important aspect of nasal breathing is that it activates the parasympathetic nervous system. This is the body's rest and digest response. We did a whole episode on HRV. I'm not going to go through, through all that detail again, but the, the parasympathetic nervous system, uh, it's, it's what allows our bodies 
to rest. It slows the heart rate down. Uh, it, it decreases stress hormones, blood pressure decreases. But then there's the sympathetic nervous system, which is the body's fight or flight response. That's basically the opposite. Our heart rate increases, blood flows to the muscles and lungs, blood pressure increases. Well, the problem is, and I think we've mentioned it on here several times, is that most people today have an overactive sympathetic nervous system. We are constantly in that fight or flight mode. And historically, this would only be activated if we were in a life or death situation, like, like outrunning a predator. But now, uh, in this overstimulated world, that system is activated when we're doing things that aren't life-threatening, like sitting in traffic. So we have to be really intentional about activating our parasympathetic nervous system and calming our bodies down. And one way to do that is through nasal breathing. So nasal breathing, like Aaron mentioned, it's a slower form of breathing. It's a lower form of breathing. And that activates the parasympathetic nervous system and turns down the sympathetic nervous system. Mouth breathing is more associated with sympathetic nervous system activation because it's shallower. It's a quicker form of breathing which, I mean, it is useful in high stress situations. So like going back to the, if you were outrunning a predator situation, like you need to get as much breath as possible because your life is on the line, but we shouldn't be breathing through our mouths chronically. So when we breathe slower through our nose, we're telling our body, everything is okay. We can relax now. It's, it's why a lot of, um, yoga breathing exercises are all like nasal breathing. Mm -hmm. It helps activate the parasympathetic nervous system lowers cortisol production, which is the stress hormone, lowers your heart rate, lowers your blood pressure, and it just puts you in a calmer state simply by just intentionally breathing through your nose. It forces you to breathe slower and just calm your body down. One interesting exercise that you can do is called alternate nostril breathing. Uh, it's a breathing exercise to help activate the parasympathetic nervous system it's where you inhale through your right nostril and you exhale through your left nostril. And it, hmm. it really forces you to slow down your, your breathing and be very intentional about slow breathing. There have been some interesting studies on this showing that this practice, it does indeed activate the parasympathetic nervous system. It improves heart rate, uh, respiratory rate, and blood pressure. So Interesting. something to consider, and you can do this if you're, if you do like a daily meditation or, or while you're reading, just think about breathing through your nose and that'll, uh, you know, help you calm down a little bit. Hmm. All right. So another thing here with the benefit of it is similar to what I said with the, the regulation of air temperature, uh, breathing through the nose, the, the, the nasal cavities help humidify the air before that air touches the throat or lungs and it prevents dryness. So when we, when we breathe through our nose, air passes through our na nasal cavities first, which within there we have something called turbinates and we have three layers of turbinates in our nasal cavities. And these, they're, they're, they're these bony structures that are covered in tissue that expand and contract as we breathe. And these turbinates are where moisture is regulated. So when air comes in, it picks up moisture from these before entering the throat. So we basically have humidified air. Our nose is a humidifier before, this dry air that we breathe in, especially again, if you're in cold climates right now, I think the, the air humidity is like 30% where I'm at. It's in the middle of winter. So air is very dry. So, but so when I breathe through my nose, that air though, then gets humidified, 
that way my throat doesn't get dried if I, as if I, it would, if I were to breathe constantly through my mouth. Um, again, like if you were to take a deep breath, you feel the dryness on the back of your throat. If you do that through your mouth, if you do that through your nose, you, you don't feel that dryness. It's because the nasal cavities are moisturizing that air. So they, yeah, very fascinating, very complex. A lot happens in the nasal passageway and it, it just goes to show that like, it was designed to breathe and the, the mouth, the mouth is a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing uh, relating to, to sleep, uh, nasal breathing may really help with sleep apnea. So mouth breathing, I mean, this is well known for causing sleep issues. So when you lay down and you fall asleep with your mouth open, it positions your tongue in such a way that it may close off the airways, making it more difficult to breathe, and then potentially even cause you to briefly wake up and catch your breath if it cuts off your air supply. Um, and, and this could happen multiple times throughout the night without you knowing it. And it's called obstructive sleep apnea. And a CPAP machine is a lot of, a lot of people with sleep apnea use our, our dad, dad uses one. And uh, it, it pushes oxygen through your nose. But what some people do, you know, instead of using a CPAP machine, and I'm not saying that you re can replace a CPAP machine with this, you need to see a sleep expert before doing something like this. But what some people do is mouth taping. Uh, this has become a popular practice, um, even in, among those without sleep apnea for the purpose of getting the benefits of nasal breathing all throughout the night. And then, you know, for those that tend to sleep with their mouth open naturally, like I don't, I, I generally sleep with my mouth closed. But some people may just sleep with their mouth open and may cause snoring or, um, yeah, waking, waking up in the middle of the night, mouth taping forces you to breathe through your nose. Not only do you get the benefits of nasal breathing all throughout the night, like all those things we just talked about, but, um, but it prevents you from cutting off your air supply in the middle of the night from, from mouth breathing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's something not like, I think the most common people that would immediately benefit from this would be people who snore. If you're snoring, your, your mouth is open. So if you know you snore, like give mouth taping a try that, that could potentially prevent the snoring from happening. And, um, you'll honestly sleep much better in that case. Yeah. But okay. I just got one more here to end on. And this is very applicable to 2020, 2021, um, that our nasal cavities act as filters for incoming air and particles. Mm. So those same terminates within our nasal cavities help filtrate the air, um, on, on those and really through all throughout our nasal cavities up in the sinuses as well. We have micro hairs called cilia, which help catch debris, dirt, virus particles, pollen, it catches all of that stuff. That way that stuff is not getting into our lungs. Um, so the dirt will be collected in the nasal cavity and I, either we blow it out with mucus when we blow our nose or we end up basically digesting it, swallowing it, and it goes into our stomach. Um, but when we breathe through our mouth, again, we don't have any filtration whatsoever. Any particle we breathe in through our mouth goes directly to our, our throat, to our lungs, zero filtration. Whereas through our nose, we have, um, significant filtration. Yeah. Yeah. So, so chronic mouth breathing can, you know, not only prevents that filtration system, but it can actually like do a lot of other, uh, really damaging things. So they've looked at chronic mouth breathing in kids and they found that mouth breathing all the time 
can actually change your facial structure. So as you're developing, hmm. like breathing through your nose activates different facial muscles than mouth breathing than mouth breathing. So kids who chronically mouth breathe may actually develop a high arch palate, um, which may actually makes the nasal passages smaller, making it even more difficult to breathe through the nose, leading to more mouth breathing. So like mouth breathing breeds more mouth breathing. It can also lead to bite abnormalities. Like it may lead to like a, a the jaw being set back, uh, poor, poor teeth formation, like crooked teeth, poor development of cheekbones, and interesting, interestingly enough, a uh, similar thing happens when kids eat primarily soft foods. Hmm. So bread, uh, soft fruit, puddings and jello, basically, you know, what most of the kids eat in America, this can lead to changes in face structure as well that end up promoting mouth breathing over nasal breathing. So uh, body posture plays a big role as well. All this is, you know, a story for a different day. But um, all that is to say is chronic mouth breathing can lead to a lot of problems. And we were made to breathe through our nose, as, as we just saw with, with all the benefits of nasal breathing. So let's dive into kind of how we put this to the test, because um, that's, that's what we do here at the Lab Rats. We, we try this stuff for ourselves. So we, we wanted to like test like actual data here to see what we can get. And for, we, we basically went out and bought a pulse oximeter which if you've been to a hospital or doctors before, it's that thing they put on your finger that reads your O2 levels, essentially is what it does. It reads your O2 levels and your heart rate are the typically the two things that it does. Um, you can buy these on Amazon, put them on your finger. It will read your oxygen within 10 seconds. So we essentially looked at our O2 levels at two specific times, one during the night and two during workouts, because those are the, kind of the two two times that you may unknowingly breathe through your mouth. Um, so we went basically a week testing our levels with just breathing how we typically did. And then we did after that a week testing our O2 levels of, of strict nasal breathing. Like at night, we like would, we literally taped our mouths shut to, to see what this would turn out to be. So, um, what did you get? What did you find, Andy? How, like, what, uh, did, did your levels change? What were they starting out? And then did they improve, um, get worse when you taped? It, it was really difficult. Um, oh, hang on one more thing. Just, just to give like a, a quick guide here or a quick reference. So when you put these things on, um, to test your O2 levels, it, it measures it in terms of percentage. And like most people have like oxygen levels of like 98%. Like that's probably the most 98 to hundred um, percent. If you have like 95 to 100% is considered normal. If it's below 95%, um, then you're considered hypoxic. So 95 to hundred is considered a normal um, oxygen levels. So what were your stats basically on what levels of readings did you get? I mean, it pretty much stayed between 95 and 99, no matter what I was doing. Um, okay. I, I couldn't tell any big difference in O2 saturation. It, it seemed kind of sporadic, especially when working out. So uh, when I was doing nasal breathing or like the mouth taping throughout the night, I mean, it pretty much stayed like 97, 98, 99 all throughout the night, like a mm -hmm. little, little bit here and there. But working out, like I tried doing it with insanity. I did it the whole insanity that failed. It had my, my O2 at like 35% or something. <laughs> 
I'm like, okay, this isn't working. So what I did is, did you like what you had it on during like while yeah. you were working out initially? Okay, yeah, and that didn't really work very well because I think it was jostling around. So I would do it, yeah, every like five ten minutes of my working out. Okay, I would stop and take it, and it was it was always like typically between ninety five and, and ninety nine when I was doing insanity. I did it with running as well, and I don't know, I couldn't notice any any major differences. Uh, and, and like, I couldn't, I guess, statistically, I couldn't put together any kind of yeah, big differences. I don't know about you. What, what about you? And I, and I think part of it is, well, go ahead. I think part of it is probably the tools we were using. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, I, I was mostly similar. So like I would stop my workouts. Like if I did like an hour workout, I would do five readings like throughout the workout to see what it was at mm-hmm. and it would get down. And this is, this is before and at like. I didn't have any significant changes before and after whether I was mouth breathing or nasal breathing, but like both ways I would check it. And sometimes it would get down to like low nineties, high eighties sometimes. But if I just took a few breaths, it would quickly jump back up like to Mm -hmm. 95, 97. Um, it never sat down in that, in that low period. Um, same thing while I was sleeping, it, it basically sat pretty high. Like the average was 97. I believe most okay. nights uh, that was with taping in without taping and okay. There's, there's a few reasons why this, it did not change for us. One, I already like, like always breathe through my nose. That's why mm-hmm. I never like, I never understood the big deal of like nasal breathing. Cause I, I personally always breathe through my nose. Like at night I breathe through my nose. Um, when I work out, okay, obviously like I do a mix of both. Like when I'm out of breath, I, I obviously like breathe used to breathe through my mouth a lot more often now I'm more cautious of it, but I typically always breathe through my nose anyway. So I, I think that's one reason we didn't see much of a change. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, what were you saying about the, the tools we were using are probably not up to standard. Of yeah. What... I mean, they're just not study grade tools. Like they have, yeah. they have, uh, a lot of the experiments around nasal breathing, I mean, they have devices that like read the the gases being inhaled and being exhaled. So like you can get precise measurements. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're literally reading like a, a an O2 meter on your finger that we got from Amazon. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was kind of tough to tell. But I, I do I do think that I, I got something out of this in that I'm starting to be more intentional about nasal breathing when I'm working out. I've like mm-hmm. when I sleep and pretty much when I'm just sitting around working, I'm always breathing through my nose. But especially when I'm doing high intensity workouts, I will huff and puff through my lungs. Right. And I've been really since we're starting this, I've been really intentional about doing nasal breathing. Now, I did have a pretty, pretty bad <laughs> experience when I first started this. So it, I was doing insanity and like, that's a pretty intense workout. I mean, you're getting your heart yeah. rate really high and I kept my mouth shut the entire time. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, right. like, like really <laughs> oh, heavy geez. and it like really inflamed my sinuses. Cause I was just breathing so hard. <laughs> um, and so like the kind of the, the rest of the day, uh, my sinuses just felt like plugged up a little bit. Mm. And then like two, two days later, maybe I went outside and ran like four miles with, you know, nasal, nasal only. And it was like, I don't know, it was in the thirties and same thing. I was like huffing and puffing that cold air. And like, I had to stop because like my sinuses were getting so inflamed. 
And um, it, it eventually went down after about, yeah, mm, I don't know, less than 24 hours. They, they were back to normal. But I think you can need to ease into this. If you're doing it right. when you're exercising, you have to ease into it. Breathing out feels a lot better, but breathing in, it takes a lot of work. When you're exercising, when you're doing high intensity, you need to slow it down. So I think you need to gradually, gradually yeah. get there. Um, so what a, a good way to do that, kind of meeting in the middle, is just opening your mouth slightly or maybe just the corner of your mouth and breathing in that way. So you're, you're kind of doing a half and half. And I found that when I'm running, I can do that. I don't have to have my mouth wide open. I can just have like half open or a quarter open. So I'm still breathing through my nose, a little bit through my mouth, and that's kind of easing my way into it. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, it, it does take time. Like the, the study that we we mentioned earlier, that was a six month study. Mm -hmm. So it's it, you're especially if if you are a mouth breather, like we, I I don't know about you, I I typically like I said usually breathe through my nose anyway. But like if you are normally a mouth breather, like this will even take more time. Like your nasal cavities, like basically have to like reshape to mm -hmm. and, and get used to breathing through the, through taking in breath again they're not used to that so it does take a long time especially for high intensity workouts like don't <laughs> don't do your first workout breathing strictly through your nose yeah. give it time um, it idea. could take weeks months for you to be able to do that efficiently yeah but you are like eventually like you'll be able to have more efficient form of breathing so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in theory, it, it will help your, your workouts in the long run. So what's the recommendation? Um, don't be a mouth breather. Um, uh, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I mean, we, we made the point here, uh, we're designed to breathe through our nose. Like there's, there's no argument. It's, it's basic biology. These things we, we said are not like really up for debate there. There it's, it's basic biology. Our, mm -hmm. our mouth is simply a backup system. Our nose is meant to be the primary breathing mechanism. Like newborns, when you look at newborns, they breathe almost exclusively through their nose. They mm -hmm. they rarely are breathing through through their mouths. Like innately, they are they are nasal breathers. Um, but I think just for people, just be more conscious of how you breathe during day to day activities. Like if you've never thought about it before, like every hour, just like think, like remind yourself, like how am I breathing? Do I have my mouth hanging open? Am I, am I taking steady breaths through my nose and then see how that changes throughout the day? Like when you're doing exercises, um, when you're sleeping at night, if you have a partner that you sleep with, like ask them, like, do I snore at night? Or like, do you see me, is my mouth open when I'm sleeping ever? Mm -hmm. Um, it's just good, good insight to have and just slowly try to shift towards nasal breathing if you aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can do that through breathing ex exercises. There's lots of nasal breathing exercises. I'll put some in the show notes, like the Uteco method. Um, James Nestor's book Br breath has a lot of exercises in there. And on his website, he has a bunch of videos on breathing exercises that that's free. So you can go look at that. I mean, it may be as simple as like, if you're a chronic mouth breather, it may be as simple as I'm going to take 15 to 30 minutes and just sit down and work on breathing through my nose, you know, in a mm -hmm. low stress environment. Um, but yeah, I'll post this link in the show notes for some exercises. Alternate nostril breathing is one of them. Um, you can try mouth taping. Uh, if if you tr if you struggle with like sleeping and you just don't feel wake up feeling rested, uh, you, you may have sleep apnea due to mouth breathing. So it may be worth getting checked for sleep apnea. Um, but yeah, if you're trying this for exercise, ease into it. It takes time for your body to adjust to the higher levels of levels of CO two in the blood. 
um, or, you know, only do it for part of the workout or, or slow, slow your workout down, gradually increase to it. Um, but, but once you do, it'll be well worth it. All right. Anything else? No, do we have any, do we have anything to pitch? Oh, um, our, uh, the rat pack, join the rat pack. We got, we have a mailing list. Um, you can check it out labratspodcast.com. We basically send out weekly updates. Um, we'll send out a monthly uh, newsletter with, you know, some health news, some inspiration, some recommendations. Uh, we also like announcing, like we just recently did a giveaway. Um, we'll announce that on our email listing there. So basically just general updates, um, rat pack mailing list. We won't spam you just once a week. Um, uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate that. That really helps us kind of gauge um, what we what you like and what you don't like. So give us a five star, give us a one star. Be honest. That's all we want. Um, written reviews are awesome. I think that's it. All right. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>